is brutal power, wrapped in an elegant machine. Welcome back, Daly. Kingston Town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the cars leaving the pool. Gate holders months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. What an outstanding racehorse. But at the bush, it is 15 lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Tenny stayed up. He's stayed all closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy had to pull the whip. This is coming again. Dance. He lunges and wins. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office preview show for this weekend's racing. We've been waiting and waiting for a two-year-old to emerge. Adam, do we get to... Is there one this weekend? I hope so. Yeah, you're right. We've been waiting and waiting and, and the last couple of weeks have been have been underwhelming. I'm going with underwhelming. Well, the Great Barrier Reef was a big flopperoo. Mm. Yeah, it feels like all those ones that have had the the hype. Hype might be a strong. I don't know. Let's, let's go with hype. The hype ones have, um, have all sort of failed to deliver. So we haven't had... We still haven't had one sort of... Any stamp itself. So Cool and Gatta still sits there at the top of the tree and, and yeah, she's um I don't think it wouldn't be obvious that one's gonna knock her off this weekend, would it? Wouldn't think so. Anything from the two performances? They looked visually impressive in Sydney last weekend. Both were oh well, the Philly was much faster than the Colt, but the margins were, were significant. So um yeah, I think they're they're very hard races to be too confident about one way or another, I think. Um, yeah, neither of them probably – it would surprise me if either of them were sort of outstanding, but it would surprise me if they were terrible as well. So sort of much of a muchness, which has been the – that's been the story of the two-year-olds the whole the whole season. We're sort of sitting there. They're not bad enough to, to go slagging them just yet, but they're, they're failing to, to really inspire just yet. But Well, we're not that far away from all the mm. big races, which – and to be honest, I don't think anything's really set the trials alight either. Like, I just don't know where they're going to come from. Well, you would know about that better than me. TP. Happy to say I am. Trial perv. The, we'll look at Melbourne first. The Chairman Stakes, Godolphin, have the favourite. Son of Gazzoni, who I thought was, you know, building in two runs. This looks a nice race for him. Yeah, I really like that profile, having had the educational spring because that's the sort of the drum I keep beating is that these two-year-olds you want to have good two-year-olds you've got to send them to the races and, and they've got to learn how to race so he's had that preparation and um yeah I actually saw a jump out I've seen a jump out of, of you've watched a jump out I've watched a jump out and he looked okay he seemed pretty keen actually and but he seemed fast and there's nothing really I mean there's nothing about his form that that jumps off the page in the spring but it's I mean he fits the same mold as the the theme of the overall two-year-olds it's um they're not huge figures or anything like that. He, he wasn't outstanding in two runs in the spring, but he wasn't bad either, and he's, he's got himself a little platform. So hopefully he's come back better and he's got the right profile. So he could be a smart one, and, and yeah, I think he's the right favourite in that race without um, having gone too in-depth to the you know the newcomers. But if he's if he's improved, as you'd hoped, from that spring level where, you know, where he was sort of on the fringes of being you know rated around 100, if he's improved... From there, well, he sets a pretty good standard for a newcomer to jump. So, um, yeah, I would say he's the the right favourite. You would have had a look at some jump outs and things. Have you got anything in there that you think can? Is there anything in there that could trouble him, or is there anything out there that um, is going to be popular? Is there a trendy? I'm not sure. I think he will be the trendy. 
Yeah, okay. So he's the trendy one off the jump outs and he's got the race day form. I'd say so. I think with, as you know, James Cummings big on his history and if you actually look at the history of who James has sent to this race, he's sort of a fair way up the pecking order at Godolphin, I would think. Yeah. Ingratiating got clock cleaned by Enthar in this last year. So, I mean, he was a, a good two-year-old, but so I suppose that's the sort of horse that he's he's sending here. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, he's obviously one of his um, top handful. I suppose the thing with the debutants we touch on, where are they going to come from? Maybe there is one sitting in a paddock or, you know, there's one that hasn't been to the races yet. Maybe we are going to see it on the weekend. So Fingers crossed. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to spend too much time looking at the chairmans there. I think the, the favourite is the right favourite. He's obvious and... He beat the second pick in, in the jump out, so I suppose he is the he is the jump out horse as well. But um, watching brief for me, but I'm I'm willing, I'm ready to be excited, and I, you know, happy enough for it to be him. Yeah, I'm disappointed coming every Monday, and you just got that glum look on your face when you do the <laughs> ratings. Yeah, no, they were just okay, Simo. Same again. Same again. Same again. They were okay. They were fine. Yeah, we're waiting. Now the Manfred Stakes is much more upbeat about the three year olds. Yeah, holding pattern though. Obviously, Pelelli. They're going to give him till tomorrow morning, whether they come down. In terms of expected value, you'd be running here, wouldn't you? Shorter price and more money. More prize money and, yeah, more likely to win if the markets are to be, le- to be believed. Um, so, yeah, I guess you um, you would be running in Melbourne if you if you had the choice and if the courses were right next door to each other, then, yeah, you'd, you'd walk mm. onto Caulfield, but I suppose there's logistical issues to, to overcome and, and they've probably right got longer-range plans and things like that. I'm, you know, they're pretty meticulous, so they probably did have... Um, I mean, they're, they're entered in, in two states. So they wouldn't have entered him if it was absolutely not an option, but, um, yeah, you'd think Sydney's the... Um, yeah, I'd be surprised if he doesn't run in Sydney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although I suppose the way the fields have come up, perhaps they that token entry in Melbourne became... More a, real. A sit down meeting. Well, the when thing they saw the, when they saw the knobs. Not that Melbourne. I think it's a good Manfred Stakes actually. But um, yeah, that's a that was probably when they saw those fields. It was probably worth the discussion. Definitely, Ollie on. So yeah, well, that's out. interesting. So they're going to. I they'll send Zethus to Melbourne. One of them will run. Yeah, I think he's already on the way. He's out of Sydney. So, so that makes it interesting that Oliver rides or is booked to ride Paul Lilly. That that's probably another little guide that maybe they are genuinely thinking about it. I suppose they're not... I don't think a jockey's been notified, so I think if he'll come out, Ollie will just ride it. Zethus? Yeah. I've got Zara on it. Oh, do you? Mm. Well. Well. That changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah. I, well, I don't know. It's funny, the Eskimo Prince, it's only worth 60 grand more than the highway on Saturday. Yeah. It seems funny, doesn't it? it takes a little more winning than a highway. And this was... It used to be the Royal Sovereign. It used to be big cash and it used to be the... Almost the the sort of start, if you like, in in Sydney was was the Royal Sovereign, and now that's been turned into the Arrowfield, which is, in my opinion, a stupid race that detracts from the TJ. It should be a good, should be a Group One, mate. <laughs> it should be a Group One. Okay. Give you a spell. The we've got to have Group Ones for the ones that aren't good enough to win Group Ones now. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Well, they've got to go to stud <laughs> with a Group One next to their name, mate. Who are Newgate going to stand if they uh, aren't able to win that Group One? Yeah, it's very true. Now, all right, we'll look at this race, assuming Pellelli's not running. Yep. And who... Then I think Generation is his, his second pick. Yep. And I think he... Um, he's the one in there, like unflinching Marine One of 
are up and going. Marine One particularly, you know, he's raced right through the, the summer there. He's had his run spaced, but he's raced through the summer in fast races. He's fit, he's flying. But Unflinching has turned up first up at the Valley and gone every bit as good as him straight off the bat. So I sort of think Unflinching's got to fit in above Marine One on pure room to improve at this point in time. He's got to get 1,200, but he was fast the other day and he's unbeaten. So, um, yeah, I think he fits in, in above him. But I think Generation's a little bit above that. I think he's he's got to start ahead of that pair, even though he's sort of conceding them race fitness. But I think the win on, on Cox Plate Day, seven weeks between runs, I think they rebooted him off to... There's nothing really wrong with the, the two runs to start the the spring campaign there, or winter when he when he first started. But I think a lot more was expected of him. When he smashed up Lena's Legend, who's a nice enough horse and is running here as well, um, yeah, he hammered up the clock that day and I think hopes were pretty high. I think I think Well, I, mum could go. Mm, yeah. And I thought he was, uh, yeah, she was fast. And I thought Generation was a cool more horse and he never got there. They had to sort of abort and start again. But the start again was, was pretty good. Job done at the Valley and again the time was fast. So... Sort of feel like he's he's won three from five and and it just hasn't all worked out for him as yet. So um, yeah, I've got that last win being a little bit better than than unflinching and and he's a little bit better than marine one and I think that's that's sort of the the pecking order there. I don't I know Zethus beat home affairs but long break and and I don't think that was a that wasn't the real home affairs he copped that day. That was there was a couple of nice horses in that in that Canterbury but um, the rating and and the time on, at the at that point in time, wasn't strong, so I don't think he's up to it. And and I think Lena's Legend is a is an interesting kickoff, but I'd be surprised if he's um twelve hundred and, and beating him for speed. I think he's probably a, probably a strong guineas bound. He's probably more gonna get a mile. So starting point, they'll be happy to see him just hit the line. Yeah, so it'll be interesting interesting betting race anyway between um the two that are that are up and going and, and the resuming generation, assuming Paul Ailey doesn't doesn't run because he's um let's see about seven or eight pounds ahead of, of generation again. So he'll be um if he does run in, in Melbourne he'll be the right favourite. But what price would you have Pulley if he runs? I reckon I'm probably thinking he is is he there two eighty, is he? Yeah. I could be tempted. I tell you what, if they bet two to one, I mean I know it's we're splitting hairs two eighty to two to one, but that feels like something of a tipping point. Yeah. To me, I think you'd you'd take the risk at, at two to one. I think in yeah, if if he was running and and bet inside, say two sixty two fifty, and getting shorter than that, I'm I'm happy enough to let him go. I'm not interested in that. But um, from a map perspective, well done to the tab uh, pricing team there because they probably got him better. Right? <laughs> from a uh, sorry speed map perspective, how do you see this playing out? Does Marine one? Kick up and hold the inside. You've got unflinching, and no, I think unflinching's fast. I think you probably lead him if if he wants to. And generation lands outside. Yeah, I feel like generation's more of a. He might be a little bit of a project horse, and you know when they get those sort of horses that they think can be really good, they just love to find one to lead them. Yeah, they absolutely got to teach him to settle. Man. Yeah, wait until he gets to follow one always. So I'd be surprised if they're not happy enough to let the the really fast horse go. Which is um, you know I don't think he, I mean he didn't exactly rocket rocket. Off the mark, unflinching the other day, he got it soft enough over the the thousand, but he's um he's plenty fast. And we look up to Sydney. Yeah. Do you want to go straight to the three year old there? Where what price Paul Lely there? What price is he there? So he is. It's funny when you look at a race. First of all, I wouldn't say I was cold, but I wasn't exactly warm. And then, so he's into 
sort of six to four at the moment, and then I price oh, it that's up too now. Short. And yeah, I've got him five to four. Do you really? Yeah, You're insane. I know. <laughs> so I think the way I looked at this race is, I think Captivant's well over the odds at twenties. When you look at what he did in the San Domenico first up with Bowman, like Pelelli's just beat him there, and so he's twenties. The gap between so Converge, the gap between the those top three even they were one two three in the Champagne. That looks a bit funny, doesn't it? Mm, Converge, that what you're saying? That's what you're saying. Yeah, like I. I think Captivon's probably $10. And I think Converge is too short. He's trialled well, but he'd want to. And yeah. you're always beating the Frankel drum. 1,200, they'll be too sharp, won't they? Yeah, I reckon they, they very quickly turn three and want further. So so then I've got... So the main danger we think is looking for further. Coast Watch is a nice horse, but the booking of... Glynn, Barrier 11, they're likely to go back. This looks a starting point for him. And then you've got Ranchand, who's been set for the, I believe, the Australian Guineas, or they're going to get him to a mile this time in. J-Mac on, obviously, but it's Coolmore, so I'm not reading too much into the booking. So he's not slow, though. He's not slow. At least he's... But I think he and Palili legitimately are the only 1,200-metre horses in the race of that level. So then I'm ba- then I'm betting poor Lily to beat Ranchand, and that's a bet I'm willing to have. Well, it'd be a bet you'd be willing to have if you had it, if it was toss of a coin. But there's a nice big gap between them there. There that's, is that's a big gap. That's it's, a very that's a coin heavily weighted, isn't it? I think it deserves to be though. Like he's got the best sprinting form. Like his sprinting form's better than Ranchand. Like he got close to he got closer to home affairs. He started. I tell you what's wrong with this race. Is that the two chances are on like split over two pages on my print? That's what's wrong with this race. <laughs> Too hard to flick through. The race now, it's tedious. Um, yeah, okay. Beat Glen Eagles. I mean, the in the Congo win was was pretty good, fresh, and he never, but he never betted it really. Yeah, I was disappointed. I thought he was going to go on with it after that, but I think he chased fr- Home Affairs when Home Affairs was very fast. Yeah, to be fair, but I wouldn't think he's much, much better than Ranch Hand. Really, Ranchan's also got big fresh win last prep, and better wasn't him like better than him in. I know big odds difference that day, but better than him in the Coolmore. Yeah, I'm happy to forgive the Coolmore. I think he's I think I agree with you. And do you know what I'm, yeah. I agree with you and the market that they're probably the they're the two. They're the two. I'd have them probably a lot closer together. Yeah, so I'm bigger on Converge and shorter on Captivon. I think they're the four, and well done because that's pretty much market order. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think Converge is the one yeah. that's jammed in there. That's not like you'd love to have the head-to-head ranch hand versus Converge, even though I I think Converge would be. I hope he is. I I thought he was going to be. I thought he was a Cox Plate horse. I thought he was. Start with the Caulfield. I thought he was a Caulfield Guineas horse. It just obviously, one and done, didn't work. Start again, but um, I think he's a nice horse, but seems very short. He hasn't grown at all. I know you're not right. a subscriber to that, but. You've got to tell me how big they all were and how big they all are now. I need all that data. I'm not going <laughs> to dive in on one bit. He looked tiny, though. That's the trainer who tells you he's, you know, oh, the trainer gives you the inside word, but you haven't got the info from the other 12. They're, <laughs> yeah. all, they're all keen. They all could be flying. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a, I mean, it's nice to see a big field, though, which is the biggest plus there. Yeah, a big competitive. And they knocked everyone off in the expressway last week. And I thought lightsaber ran well. So there's, because we've been, I, I reckon I thought, the data didn't necessarily say this, but I thought it too, particularly the Colts were a pretty good lot. 
I think the data more said that they were just typical. Yeah. I went and let my imagination run wild and went with, I think they're a bit better than typical and I think they'll be better than typical as three-year-olds. And then I reckon through the spring they were, again, I want them to be, and I keep thinking that they might be a bit better than their results. I think, again, results that they had in the spring, the three-year-olds, eh, I mean, not bad, but typical. And I'm, But I'm hopeful still. I'm, st- I'm still remaining hopeful that this is... Um, that their results haven't done them justice just yet. And overpass winning last week, and I mean, it's one little win, it's not a big deal, it's but still it's a something. Win. I reckon they are, um, they're a good squad, and I reckon you want to back three-year-olds when they get out yeah. into the wild. Yeah. I'm not sure about against the older sprinters. You're not sure about that? But they'll be hard to be in the new market, obviously, because the good ones aren't going to the new market. They all duck it. But yeah, there's some there's some nice horses here. I think I agree with you. The top three, one, two, three in the in the champagne, and, and there's probably not a huge amount between them. And a captive on, I know that he ran some ordinary races as well in the spring, but he did run. As you said, he was okay first up, and he did run the Caulfield Guineas run, which is better than any of them. Halal was fine. He took they had to blow the cobwebs off him with a couple. Of, like his first up run up the valley was awful. And was he awful. Was yeah, there's no. I was going. I was like, eh, what was it? No, no it, it was, was terrible. Atro- it was atrocious. Yeah. It was <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, it just could have been a bad day, right? Yeah. Because he's obviously better than that, and he started getting it together at the, the back end of the prep, and I know that the, the Bondi is... Um, what a race. ...a valuable benchmark 68, but it's... Um, <laughs> he still won it. He still... He went and out And he'd winning. been Coast Watch, and Coast Watch yeah. had the Golden Rose form, so it all intertwines. It's okay. I mean, he's not, he's not a Group 1 horse, but he's, um, he's something. Yeah. And I think, you know, as I said, some high hopes for Converge, even if I think he seems really well found. Is there a... Um, is the converge thing? Is there a map angle that I'm not seeing? Because I'm only looking at how good these horses are. I'm not looking at um, all the other bits and pieces. Is there a ma- is there a map angle? Are, I, the, are you trial pervs into him for something? Well, he did. I mean, he looked good at the trials. Good horses do. It's funny how often when the A graders trial that they fly. You wouldn't believe it, would you? Mm. The um, I did love when everyone's stalking up SP owner off a trial. I was like, guys, did you see a race? Like, who cares what she does at the trials? Like, it's, it's not. Well, a I suppose you'd rather her trial as if she's healthy. Yeah, but that's sort of that's not the only my trial info. Tell me if she's healthy. Yeah, I just think it's interesting when people act like they're learning something new. Like, she's a fast. She's the best filly in the country. Of course, she's going to trial well. Yeah, so the map is open in the sense that there doesn't look to be a lot of speed. So is that the little? Um yeah, McAvoy. Is he a chance getting locked away back? When on you the get inside? those races as well, where there's not a lot of speed, or, or that the map is sort of, um, oh, what's where's the map going to be? What's it going to be? Jockeys become more important than maps, don't they? Yeah. Who's riding ranch hand? That oh, what's his name? That McDonald bloke. It's an asset, isn't it? I mean, he's almost got a. Don't, you don't need a map. Yeah, I mean, the official maps yeah. have Polelli back where he is. I'd, I'd like to think they're going to be a bit more positive given the likely map here. Given the cash they're leaving on the table at Caulfield, they've got to come here to play, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think Converge is going to get – he's going to get every chance from okay, that so maybe soft that's, draw. Maybe that's the little early market angle. Because I think over 1200 it would be, be a surprise to me if he could hold that price. Yeah. Having had, you know – Well, he's not a 1200-metre horse. One run in nine months and it was a, an ordinary one. And wasn't he – I think he was soft in the betting that day. Yeah, I think he had the... Jump four to one, but he had plenty. He was coming off a thumping group one win and he had plenty of hype, didn't he? Mm. Or was that just me? I might have been. 
No, I think there was expectation there and he was pretty soft. That's what I touched on earlier. I don't think there's genuine 1,200-metre horses in this race barring Paul Lilly and Ranch Hand. So they should have them. Yeah. The Kiwi off the guineas over there, is, it's a weaker guineas than here and he's even more likely to be outsped at 1,200, you would think. Yeah. Fair. As he... I mean, given the... Um, given sort of state went home and smacked him, I'm not giving the New Zealand three-year-olds any respect. Yeah. He's a better horse than what we've seen here, sort of state. Well, you've rated him so, so I'd hope so. Yeah, I'm right. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to happy to let it go around. I'm assuming you've uh, you're all over the Lonro Plate, the first. Oh yeah. The interesting no, thing here with Lady Laguna, it's two from two, nice profile. You know, she gapped him before a break, but no trial off seventy days, which is just. I know she's jumped out. That's not the query. You want to see it if you're going to take two to one. Or you want to know there has been a jump out. That's the thing. We assume she's had one, and I'm sure she has, but there's nothing in the form to say she has, which is never easy. Don't get those sort of issues down in Melbourne, mate. (laughs) You just got to find them. (laughs) Plimstock was good on debut. More solid than spectacular, but that might be... um, That might be enough here. That might be what this race is without having... I mean, you're leading the way here. Yeah, I think the barrier one, you'd imagine she's going to settle closer than she did on debut. I mean, the race centres around the favourite, Lady Laguna. You just wish, I just wish she trialled. That's the query, because I don't think there's a lot. Space Walker's trialled okay, and he's sort of $6, and, you know, fair in the breeders, but I don't think the breeders was all that good, and he was 20s, so. That yeah, was I, behind Sid Jardin, so that's probably the um, the step into the next two-year-old. Yeah, the segue. You don't think the breeders was all that good? So the English Millennium favourite is the right or wrong favourite? I think he deserves to be favourite. I think he starts longer, though. Inside 3-1 to one at the moment. The thing with the breeders, I say it wasn't great, but that was only because Cool and Gatter ran on the same day and blitzed the clock. So I think within his own subsection of horses, as in because the Colts haven't been as fast as the Phillies again through. Yep. And it's probably better than it looks. You don't want to get too wrapped up on times. We often harp about it. You know, fast horses can run slow. Yeah. Slow horses can't run fast. That's the key difference. But I think the one, obviously, Boldino has been trimmed up. That early price was just too big. But I think El Padrino's sort of got to come with him. Like Boldino six, El Padrino's beat him. I know. So the, the Mar pair, so one, two, three, four from the other English race run. Yeah. And the Mar pair, that was slow. So maybe the betting doesn't like slow times, but the point you were just making before is a valid one. And if you look at the way El Padrino and Boldino, even though he didn't get a real look at them, if you look at the way they shaped in that race, they shaped as the best two. So I get that those two are those two come out of that race as nice chances, and I think you're saying too big because of the slow time. Yeah, well, I, I sort of I don't think there's all that much between. Sajad and Boldino and El Padrino. Like, I don't know how you can say there is. And then you've got Calgary Stampede, who's... I have two pounds between them, so yeah. I'd, yeah. I can't know. disagree with you there. I think you're... Um, and then Calgary Stampede is bigger than 20s, and he comes out of the same... Obviously, the market... The early market just doesn't like that English race, but I thought it was a good race going in. Yeah. And I feel like it It was a bit messy, and it was a bunch finish, and blah, blah, blah. But I, I still think that form is good enough for this and 
Well, I, you know, it's they're really interesting betting opportunities because you know how good's a slow race because it means there's still a huge amount of unknown. There's a massive margin for error in assessing that race. So, I um might not make for such an entertaining podcast to agree with you, <laughs> but <laughs> but I think I do agree with you. That just looking that price, they look wrong to me. Yeah. Well, the interesting one for me is El Padrino was. I don't know if you remember El Padrino was really good actually at um on debut at Cranbourne and it was bottomless. Bottomless, yeah. Actually, maybe bottomless is hard, harsh. It did hold up okay, but that was a, strange. You very rarely see this. It was almost heavier at the start than the end. Like it was really testing, I reckon. So I can make a case that that was um the late strength there was. I think pretty yeah. good. That was reserved for you know you got to you got to have something about you to do what it did on debut, and then obviously. Even if it got lucky last time, it um, to beat the stable mate, it um, still did it. It's it's run really well twice, so that looks. Yeah, I don't I don't think it and Sajardin, El Padrino and Sajardin should have a huge amount between them. I think it's probably one of those. Well, Sajardin's unbeaten and he's won the the trendy Sydney races. I get it that you know back to our coin. I get that the coin would be weighted to Sajardin, but I think it should be. Yeah. We should still be flipping. I've got four fifty five six was how I priced it. One, two, and six. Yep. The one for me that's then Paris Dior. Yeah, I, I marked a ten dollars and I couldn't get her shorter than that. I know she she didn't have she should have won. I she should have won on debut. Yep. And then she went to Canterbury. But that's already in the rear vision mirror, isn't it? Yeah. She's won again since. Smashed them. But smashed what? And I didn't make that time no. any good. So Why didn't? We talk about El Padrino and Baldino not running time. She's run a lot slower than them. And I don't know why. She had every opportunity to run time. It looked good, but it wasn't. Yeah. So And it's $4. So I think that's where my, I guess, the angle here is that I think she's a $10 chance. But it's Snowden McDonald. She's one by three. I can I can see why people are going to like it. She's very she's a very pretty um, at first glancer. Yeah, but she? the map looks horrible. So yeah, I think that's the angle for me in the race. And like Jamie Carr coming up to Sydney to ride El Padrino. Like I know it's a million you know million dollar race and everything, but that's still yeah a nice enough push for it. Yeah, I mean I'd sure. I mean, obviously, whoever's doing her form, I think, has a bit of a clue. Good on that person. Is it you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whoever that is, good on them. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I tend to agree with everything you've just said. Just This is boring because I actually <laughs> made, I made an effort this week not to talk to you about the races so then we could come in here fresh. I knew the Paul Ely price was going to floor you, but disappointing that we come up with the same viewpoint on the millennium. I'm just hoping something does emerge here. And I mean, the reason, again, Boldino and El Padrino, Marin Eustace, like you just want to find them all the time. And a t- key target race, they've got two of the best jockeys and they're both drawn. Like Bowman's just going to land the 1-1. One, one. Like he's going to... Lives in the 1-1. One, one. He lives there. He got caught in the coffin last start on Boldino, but I don't see that that happening again. So they're the, the two bets and I'm going to build a really nice book here and um, get beat by something. So looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to Paris Dior jumping out of the ground and stuffing <laughs> the pair of us. That'll yeah. be good. Yeah, we were just talking about times don't matter and we're bagging it because she didn't run time and then she'll come out and win. But <laughs> Like everything, they don't, nothing matters until it does. Yeah. Is there uh, anything else on the card for us? I think race nine, the three-year-olds look to dominate. Silent Impact's the early favourite, but is it Mao Tai? 
for Casey Fogden. I think he's very well set up to run a big race here. And he's 460, it's 460, 280, looking at the early market. I don't think there's a great deal between him. He's got real form last time in. I know he didn't quite measure up to it, but when you run into Polili in the Congo and home affairs at your last three starts, trialled him at home, so he obviously had his break up in Brisbane, and then they put the blinkers on him and he trialled really sharply at Rose Hill over the 1,030, so he's certainly forward enough to run a big race. Sam Clipperton goes aboard. He rode him in the trial. I think he leads. Silent Impact's going to track him. I like the win of Silent Impact first up, but at the same time, I did actually expect more. It was a bit, not going to say an ugly watch. He did enough, but there was a few unlucky runners in the race. I'm not really sold on it. I think he'll improve out to 1,200. I think they're the clear two. If you're playing the quaddy, they're the only two you need. And they are the two three-year-olds against older horses yeah. to beat the drum we were talking about before. Yeah. So. I think the, as we say, that home affairs in the Congo, Palili, if that's not good enough to win a 78, like he was only beaten less than a length in the Congo at Kembla that day. I know it was a slow race, so the, you know, the margins were bunched, but yeah. he's lightly raced. They've kept him intact, which is unusual. They usually guilt everything these days. And I think he'll lead and win. So for me, that looks to me the main play. And if you're looking to play others. I think Joviality, she lost away for 18 months. She won three of her first seven and then was just never, just struggled to recapture that form. But she was awesome first up behind the subsequent winner of Bjorn's at one last weekend, Rule of Law. Yep. And J-Max sticks. She's unbeaten at 1,300. I think she's the other good thing or goes very close on the day. I know she hasn't won over 500 days, but I think we'll catch her on Saturday. She's standing in a paddock for most of them. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to win from there. All right. Cheers, guys. All the best on Saturday.